Hello? Hello, Merlin. How are you doing? What's up, big dog? Well. What's up, big dog? Well, when you're a big dog <laughs> like I am, mm -hmm. there are always things to do. Yeah. What are you up to? Well, I mean the obvious things. I take care of the little dogs and uh -huh. I try to scare away the other large dogs. Yeah. I mean, you got to protect what's yours. It's a, I'm a pack animal. <laughs> yes. That's how I've I, always I thought always of overpack. you. Speaking yeah. of, of overpacking, I I, uh, I just got back from uh, from Seattle. You just got back from Seattle. Why'd you go to Seattle, Dan? You know, my son had, I, I don't know, five years ago said, Dad, I really want to go visit a big city. And I said, well, yeah, of course, let's go. Let's go do it. And it only took me five years to put the trip together. Mm -hmm. You know, we thought about- That's really not that bad considering. No, it's really not. I mean, we thought about going to New York or San, San Francisco or something, but he knew he really wanted to see- Something different, really, when really, really is, different. Is the fish throwing? Is that what attracted him? Uh, no. <laughs> is there no. fish there? I think he really likes Starbucks. the the climate, and he mm -hmm. loves coffee, and he loves you know food, and and so we <laughs> thought it would be fun to go and and see this. And we what we uh, we also took some time out to go see the University of Washington, or as as you would say, UW. Mm -hmm. I do uh, dub. Which was which was a lot of fun, and they have a. Step. They have a reading room there that everyone says is just like in Harry Potter, and it's just like in Harry Potter. You sent me a photo of something that looks very Hogwarts. Is yeah, that, that was it. You know, it reminds me of Hogwarts. It looks like, the, I think it's called the Great Hall. Is that what it's called? In the Hog and, I think uh, so, you know, yeah. That sounds it, right. It's, it's where they announce that the children will have to fight to the death with other children. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the candles <laughs> float. Oh, you'll be... <laughs> Your daughter will be fine here. Right. As long as someone rescues her from her briny death, <laughs> I run a school. Right. Why would you ever send them to the school with that amount I have of risk? so many technical questions about Hogwarts, <laughs> but I refuse to go to the forums. Or as you say, Fora. You know what this also reminds me of is when um, Javier Bardem has uh, James Gazin Bond. Tight. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> or I should say, gracias. Uh, uh, uh. In that James Bond movie, remember? Except it's it's Javier Bardem. He's the bad guy. Remember, and he's got that big room full of computers where he takes James Bond. Oh yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that Sky. Is that Skyfall. Yeah, that's Sky. That's Skyfall where he Skyfall. goes in there and he's. And doesn't he have a spoiler alert? Doesn't he have that's like the a rats. prosthetic? Um, got some teeth issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got old jaw situation. <laughs> um, Cut him and, some slack. Uh, you know, he's he's uh, he's had a hard life. He has had a hard life. He's had to deal with a lot of pests, but now, now they've lost their taste for coconut. <laughs> yes. He's a good actor. He's great. What's the most you've ever lost on a coin flip? <laughs> I, I, now I'm going to have just to watch that movie fine. again. Now what the, uh, that's no country for old men. Yes. Not to be confused with the other movie. The other that one. Came out at exactly the same time. There will be blood. And was filmed in the exact same location. There will be blood. Did, did you know the spoiler alert that in the There Will Be Blood movie, I won't give away much detail, but there was an explosion in yes. this movie. And that the explosion was audible and visible by the production crew of um, no Country for Old Men, and they had to scrap let's, filming. Let's, 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 let's ask our dear friends, the bits, to leave the room for a minute, because this is so interesting. I couldn't tell if this was a bit. So we, there's a funny thing that happens where it'll be like, the most hilarious is when there's two movies inexplicably that are about the same thing that come out at the same time. <laughs> right. Like the ants and insects. Yeah, movie, what uh, is that about? 
I, there's there's explanations of it, but in this, you're telling me they were lit. What was it? Probably in Texas. Ted, very close to Austin, just outside of Austin, actually. Yes. And they're shooting the Cone Brothers. <laughs> yes. And company are shooting No Country for Old Men. Yes. Whilst Paul Thomas Anderson and crew are shooting There Will Be Blood. Is that accurate? That is correct, sir. That is so, so the, the big oil explosion. You, they could hear that. Yes. They could hear it and and see it, and it ruined their shooting for like a day or so. I bet they didn't like that. No, and of course, both of these movies came out at the same time, and they were both up for all the same awards. And uh, hold on, which one won? Do you don't, don't look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Tell me which one you think won. Because uh, wait, 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 hang on. Let's make it interesting. Uh-huh. By the way, I have absolutely nothing to talk about. I, I've just been doing a lot of 3D printing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the um, I'm making some very good articulated lizards today. So I'm going to say, and do we agree here? Because I'm not going to look it up. No, do not look it up. That whatever year that was, what, probably 2000? Good. Keep going. 11? Seven. Okay. Um, (laughs) And so they would be up for awards. I'm guessing there were nominations amongst those movies that included actor, writing, directing maybe cinematography tell me tell me which one of the categories uh we can go into the academy awards there's best picture best director best supporting actor best adapted screenplay best cinematography best film editing best sound editing best sound mixing hmm sound mixing i'm gonna say uh, (laughs) no country for old men okay that's that's what you're gonna that's you're gonna go to first or sorry there will be blood there will be okay so you're saying Best. I don't know. I don't know what any of that means. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. So, but is this just going to, is this going to be like an hour where none of yeah, them No, we're right, just going right? to step so, through each category okay. um, I feel until like, you get it right. Did, I feel like, I feel like um, <laughs> Daniel Plainview and Paul Dano yeah. for lead and supporting probably got noms. Okay. Yeah. Did they get nom noms? So um, the. This is going to be, this is really. Let's just step again. through it one by one. Actor oh, by actor, gotta, each what, movie. That's what Annie Lamott's father <laughs> said to her brother. He had to write a report about birds, uh-huh. and he felt very overwhelmed. You know, his father said, "His father said you just got to take it bird by bird, bird buddy. by bird." Mm-hmm. So, um, bird by bird West title. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta capture. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. It's not very good. No, it's sorry, sorry Annie Lamott. Well, Daniel Day Lewis won for Best Actor. Daniel Plainview. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Robert Elswit won for Best Cinematography in uh, There Will Be Blood. But in No Country for Old Men, they won Best Picture, oh, Best Director for Joel and Ethan, Best Supporting Actor for, for our friend uh, Javier, Javier. Oh, wow, yeah. and Best Adapted Screenplay by Joel and Ethan Cohen. I heard that Javier... Wait, I'm going to get this wrong. I'm confusing my Spanish actors. I know three, three Spanish and only three Spanish actors, and mm-hmm. I get them confused. <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to take back what I was about to say because it was stupid. Um, but <laughs> he's, uh, he's very talented. I, Skyfall is one of my favorite James Bond movies. It is, my, too. I just rewatched just it my, recently. The, the song, the song in the beginning is just, oh, my God. You like that? This is the end. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <clears throat> Actually, I'm, I'm not really in very good voice today, or I would do my Adele impression for you. Do it. Let's hear it anyway. Mm-mm, mm-mm, Get some Demi Moore going in there. Demi Moore. Demi Moore or less. The, <laughs> let the sky fall. Let it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then my shrink told me mm. that uh, I've forgotten it now, but Heineken paid so much money 
there's there's a scene in the first act when he and that woman are like you know out in the tropics kind of laying low and like he's drinking a i think that's the movie i'm thinking of and he's he's drinking a heineken they paid so much money for there to be Heineken. there will be heineken <laughs> that's a different movie um <laughs> I was going Scott I this is a I mean a really good lizard right here. Yeah, here it's articulated. What what should, we got is there a link to this? What if the audience would like to acquire their oh, own? Oh sure lizard? sure sure. I mean I could I could do it on show it on Thingiverse. Uh which I I do struggle with sometimes. Sky, I'll show yeah of course write, write that down 3D. Skyfall um Heineken. I could have this really wrong but how much did Heineken pay for Skyfall? You ready? Yes. $36 million. Wow. Yeah. That's the most expensive Heineken of all time. Mm-hmm. Just the one. Just the one drink. And if you don't count the, the six where I did hand stuff and regretted it. <laughs> but for me, Moosehead was really the classy one when I was a kid. Moosehead. Mo- 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 Anything that came in a green bottle when I was in high school was pretty fancy. Yeah. Remember Moosehead? I, I do, and you know what I'm trying it had to had a moose on what it. What was the beer that was <laughs> green bottle that was like a, in a, in like a, looked like a barrel? Oh, yeah. What am I, that was like a malt liquor or mm-hmm. something? What was call that hand, called? They call them hand grenades. Do, do you remember the name of I'm the- I'm trying. It's a person's name. They're called Mickey's Big Mouth. <laughs> Mickey's, yes. You know, the other green one, I think it was green. <laughs> you remember Hoff and Ruff and Private Stock? No, no, I don't know that one. Oh dear. Yeah, Mickey. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. That's it. Those are great. Um, one time when I was a bus boy, boy, this is one of those things, Dan. You go back and you think about something. You're like, huh, that was kind of weird. But I, I was a bus boy when I was in high school. Um, I was probably 15 or 16, <laughs> and one of the cokehead waiters was like, "Hey, do you want to come over and like play guitar?" Because he knew I liked guitar, and, and like he had an amp. Yeah, to play Boston and stuff. So we went to his house. He's like, "Yeah, you can come over and play guitar, and then I'll, I'll drop you off at home." I was like, "Awesome!" Yeah, because it's like you know, done. Getting 20, around was half 26, the problem. Thirty-six. I don't know how old he was. Fifty-six, but older than me. Guy. We we're both like in black polyester outfits with white shirts, like playing Boston on guitar. Mm-hmm. And and I drank probably three Hoffen. I want to say Hoffen Reffen private stock, and it was a malt, malt liquor. In a big bottle, mm-hmm. not not like a quart, but it was kind of like a gentleman's, <laughs> a gentleman's malt liquor. <laughs> and he did drive me home. I was like, right, thanks, Andy. I had a great time. And I was, and it was, I think it was one of the first times I really felt like, oh, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Which right. did not happen that many times at that age. And I remember my mom was so mad and she saw how, wait, me. How old were you? 15 or 16. Oh, geez. <laughs> but. I, I remember like arriving at the house and grasping the sides of the doorway and needing to propel myself through it. Oh no, that kind of like, drunk. Well, no, I mean, I was like, you know, I, I was, I wasn't fall down pissing drunk, yeah, yeah. but I was drunk. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of Hoffman refer for a boy. Yeah. And I think they had rebuses. Didn't they have rebuses? I, anyway, I don't know what I, that you know, is Dan, either. I assume too much because you came up in Florida too. Just a couple years after you is all. Yeah, but they still had beer, Hoffman, Ref. I could be way wrong about this. Um, and then other things. So, so what, did you already tell me Hoffman, Ref, Fur? Hoffman, Ref, Fur. Private stock. 
Private, well, private stock. stock. Well, it's a, gen- it's a gentleman's malt I liquor. mean, it's oh, and classy. Also I need to find you, so I gotta find you um, malt liquor, and I gotta find you. Uh, I wonder if I can share my my models. I'm Dude, just I'd using other people's. Just using other people's stuff. Yeah, the articulated thing is fun. Well, here's what it happened was. I've had this 3D printer for five years, and for a few months I used it. And my my, my then obviously younger kid and I would use it to make stuff. It was for a Dubai Friday challenge. I think this thing was, I know it was less than 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was like 350 bucks. So this thing does not owe me a nickel. Even though for five years, it was mostly the thing I put my backpack on. And then recently, it's a long story, but uh, my kid decided that he wanted his Ken uh, fanny pack to maybe have a 3D uh, printed element to it. <laughs> and I said, I would, I would be honored to make a, a 3D Ken. It looks kind of like the Metallica logo, sort of. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, that brought me back to this. And here's the thing: I, I've been I've been using this thing like a sucker. I, I've been using I've been doing the settings wrong. I've right. been I was using crappy filament. So <laughs> what happens is with a three D printer, it is. Oh, look at that, Dan. And then perfect. Um, yeah, they call them hand grenades. Um, but you. Some um, people call it a hand grenade. I call it a sling. A sling blade. <laughs> yeah, Kaiser blade. Um, <laughs> what we're gonna do? What's up next? <laughs> Any other catchphrases we want to bring back? Yeah, we bring them all. Bring them all mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Thingiverse. Uh, and now I'm using this new kind. So there's like ABS, there's PLA, there's PLA plus. And these are, so basically what happened, this is really quite a wonder of engineering though. Like the precision with which this $300 thing, which, you know, it's about the size of like a, probably the same cubic inches as a lot of microwaves, all told the amount of space it takes up. But, um, I've been, I've been using red janky ass PLA for years because mm-hmm. it's what I, what came with it. And it looks, it looks terrible. Everything's red. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. So I finally did a little bit of my own due diligence <laughs> and I discovered that <laughs> I could do PLA plus, sure. which is a big step forward in the filament. So I, I keep, I keep alighting this one thing I want to say, which is it's freaking incredible. You just take this, it's a, a kilogram or half kilogram. It's like many, many, many meters of what looks like plastic string. Mm-hmm. And it's on a spool. Do you do you have a three D printer? I had one for a while, but, uh, but so you're familiar with back. this idea. But just so our listeners know, because I, I imagine that they care quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is you feed that little thread into the dingus, and it does so many crazy things. It melts that filament and then places it layer by layer by layer by layer. It builds up these things based on CAD three D models that people have made of things. Right. So on the face of you, oh, that's cool. Like you can make a doorstop or something. It's like, it's true. You can, you can make a, like an unlicensed Yoda or whatever. Mm-hmm. And of course there are thousands. I, I made thousands. a bust of JFK. That's a good, I'm going to do that. That's a good one. I, I made a little dragon and I'm not satisfied with how he turned out. I'm always amazed when you make something that's like chain links that actually works. That's what know? I'm saying about the art. Yes, absolutely. And that's partly what amazes me about this articulate. When I say articulated, I mean like, <laughs> like a Spider-Man. But, you know, a, a point of articulation. So, like, you think about any kind of, like, like a little creepy collar child's toy. These were popular when made made out of wood. Yes. Uh, in, when I was a kid and Whittling. earlier. But here's what's crazy <laughs> about this. This thing goes, and it just, it, it carefully spits out this amazing design. And then you, you, you kind of, like, like, lift it off of this little platform, this little infinity platform. The very satisfying when removing it from the platform. I well, especially because I always do a brim. I like, I like, I like a brim that I can, uh, I can take off. 
Um, and anyway, and it makes without having to assemble anything that's called printing in place, it, you just get this thing that's like a little cool critter. And it's been, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Oh, and I got white. I got white PLA plus. And uh, those, <laughs> that's how I spend my time. Mm-hmm. That's an articulated lizard. Oh, yeah. So do you want to see, uh, I can show you a photo, I suppose. Would you want to see like a, like what a finished thing looks like? Yeah, of course. Uh, you don't care. Why are you? Doing no, of this? course, Why I you care. Don't care too much. Oh, like so, okay. So, so for example, here's some that came off the printer this morning. These are nothing essential. It's just that when you go home at night, it's like, man, I could do a 13 hour print job and it'd be done in the morning. Uh, there's that kind of thing. Oh, here, these guys. Look at these little guys. I'm very into little guys. And so these, this one, you're going to see an articulated shark, an articulated gecko, and an articulated oh, wow. octopus. I love that. Now, so wait, just for, for no reference. Assemb- no assembly. How big is this for reference? Oh, um, it's difficult to tell from that. Are you talking about the, the one with the four, four objects, including a little pot? Yeah. Um, like, what's the, that? Because I can. pot guy is like an inch and a half across. These okay. are very small. Now, the one above that with the lizard, you get a better idea, right? That's 150 millimeters by 150 millimeters. Yeah. So that's this uh, this little lizard boy. He's probably about six and a half inches long. He was swimming. <clears throat> but private stock malt liquor. It says here, pea stock, the green death. Head. Oh, dear. The green okay. death. Well, hang on. Hang on. Private stock malt liquor. I'm on the internet science page for private stock paren malt liquor. Often refer private stock. Commonly referred to as pea stock. The green death. Head wrecker. Effies. Hoffen Wrecker. Oh, Heffies. Or, I've heard or, of that or, one. Or, or the Golden Cap. Gold. It's a brand of malt liquor, liquor first brewed in 1953. Oh, it's from Boston. That's cool. I feel like, were these the ones that had, yeah, they did. They had Rebuses in the, in the cap. You know what I'm talking about? Like a, like a concentration a little, style. Yeah. Make a sentence out of uh, sure. pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's educational in a lot of ways. I, I can't drink beer like I don't want to drink beer like I used oh, to. I, I like drinking. I enjoy drinking, but like you want—I oh mean, let's just be honest. You want—you want to get drunk. You want to stay drunk. I suppose. Yeah. Right before I go to bed. Yeah. Just have like like a, just a at, quart at of noon. anything. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta uh, we call it flattening it out. <laughs> you gotta, uh-huh. I mean, you gotta pace yourself. Yeah. You don't want to start if too you're late. Weak. No, <laughs> no, it's just that all the amount of beer I used to drink. My goodness. People oh, would be, would always tell me, like, you met Merlin, but yeah, the amount of beer that guy can put away. Unbelievable. Over the years, private stock was associated with both celebrities and athletes. Wilt Chamberlain promoted private stock with the tagline, <laughs> nobody does it bigger. <laughs> Wilt the stilt, they called him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got more tail than Sinatra. So wow. that's really fun. Thingiverse is neat. I, 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 I'm struggling a little bit with the applications for doing this stuff. It's kind of difficult to, uh, oh, now they're part of Narragansett, or as we call it, Nasty Gansett. Um, anyways, uh, sorry, I'm going to close the private stock thing. Um, anyways, so, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing, it's fun. It's fun. There's no, there's no need for me to, I'm also doing some painting. You know, like with miniatures. Like, I've been oh, working paint, on it. I thought maybe you meant like impressionist or something you know oh god i wish yeah i couldn't draw an impressionist straight line no very bad yeah um cameron would not stare at my painting 
Oh. Unless I made that cool S. I could make the cool S. That's about it. Anyways, um, so that's what I've been doing. Um, not a lot. I'm still kind of like get my thing together from being ill. But uh we'll you, you be ill in? Is that what It's a good record. Pretty good, good record. Um I don't have my, oh, so anyway, we could talk more about Washington. Uh we could talk about beer. We could talk about 3D printing. We we could talk about um unnecessary skills that, that make you happy. Okay. Make one happy. Um what did you you had something here about Spotify, it looked like. What what else what's yeah, going on in your neck? We haven't talked in a while. The schedules have not accommodated. Yeah, there is uh, some some dude on Twitter is like, is it canceled? Is it is the show can't no. Oh, that's nice. No, it's not. It's not nice or it's not, not No, happy. I mean it's it is nice. It's oh, nice it is to nice. be missed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the phrase, contra the way I was actually raised, because this is very contra the way that I was raised, the, they say the first rule of hosting, like a party, a dinner, or what have mm-hmm. you, is... A, Do uh, not talk said, about the party. Dinner, dinner, don't talk about dinner club. Right. Um, never explain, never worry. Which, I, I mean, like, I guess depending on what your personal hang-up is, like all advice, it only makes sense if it accommodates how you are, but like... I can say that, like, when when you have a party, like, people shouldn't see you, like, unless it's your deal, like, sweating and freaking out and being worried about coasters and all of that stuff. And, you know, I, I finally, after, like, 40 years, got out of the automatic habit of, like, explaining what I did wrong with the meal as I was oh. serving it. <laughs> if only because I'd done fewer do shallots, it, it would be so much better. I really feel like I, I this reduction the, wasn't. Uh, yeah. I shouldn't let the pasta cook longer. <laughs> like, oh, thanks. Now I like it. Yeah, you fuck. Yeah, sorry. Um, you <clears throat> aired uh, in your in your cooking, and I, I with podcasts you got to be careful. Like, I don't like. I don't feel like I need. I don't like being over communicative about like schedule stuff. But it's you know it's difficult sometimes. I'm like, there's several things that have happened in the last couple of weeks that I didn't actually have that much to with me exactly per se mm-hmm. where shows sometimes can't happen and it's like i god i so appreciate that people like it and miss it and maybe get frustrated when it's not that makes me happy but it's not it doesn't really scale up to explain things to people all the time people want to know they want to know what's going on they well, have an I expectation in, i mean and we missed we missed two weeks one because i was on a trip and the other one i forget what, what was happening but you know people get nervous understanding about your trip they get nervous yeah anyways oh yeah that's right you're like shall we record i'm like i'm well you sent me a photo of hogwarts yeah my son somehow got his name into the the goblet the goblet of horrors yeah yeah um did he enjoy the trip loved the trip loved it he said it was the best surprised what surprised him on the trip what are things are there things that he got to experience in a new or perhaps different obviously just going to any city yeah that's like your size city or bigger is I think kind of exciting because it's it, very so different. You can't help but notice the way people get around differently, the way people cross the street differently. What, what's up? Do you have any sense of like what delighted and surprised him? Yeah. I mean, just, just to, you know, in response to what you just said, you know, Austin, Austin is a fun, it's a fun city, but it is mm-hmm. not. And, and it is, it is a larger city. You're not going to confuse it for Monaco. Right. Like there's nothing cosmopolitan or even metropolitan 
about mm -hmm. this place. I think it's, that's part of the appeal. It's it is. Very down, it's a very down to earth. Yes. It's first floor kind of first city. floor, unpretentious walk up mm -hmm. kind of kind of place. Everyone here is like really friendly. Like there was one point. Um, a, little, a little too friendly with the grackles. You guys need to get yeah, on those that. things. You know, there was one point where I was with some friends and we were sitting on a, on a bench in downtown and got up to walk away. And apparently I did this. This is the only time I've ever done this. This is like almost probably eight years ago. I had left my phone sitting on the bench. Never done that before. I never done it since. But some guy ran three blocks after us to bring it back to us. What? Yeah. I mean, like, that's the kind of city that Austin was and I think still is. is people really, are really, really nice. really nice. People yeah, are really yeah, nice. Yeah. Generally speaking, people are nice here. But, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, no question about it. And also, and, and like pretty friendly. One, one way in which it strikes, I've only been there a couple of times and it's during, you know, events that you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. So it's not... I didn't just like spend three weeks becoming an Austintonian or whatever, <laughs> but, uh, but I, it strikes me one way it is like San Francisco is at least the San Francisco I've enjoyed in the past is people. You can like talk to people, people friendly, have a conversation with somebody. There's no like expectation or like weirdness. Like you're waiting for the light to change and you talk to somebody or something like that. I don't know if that's accurate, but more so than in some cities, it's a, it's a little more friendly in a, in a, a gracious way. Well, Seattle, as I know you've been to Seattle, this is my couple times. <clears throat> this is my very first time. I've been to Portland many, many times. Oh, really? Okay. Um, many times. Oh, because of the festivals and stuff. festivals and friends and other trips for work and things like that that took me there. Uh, a lot quite of a, strippers. A lot yeah. Of oh, yeah. There. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but you know, going there was always like I knew it. I knew the city. I knew how to get around. The public transportation is really, really easy to figure out. You know, mm -hmm. un unlike yes. a lot of cities, that's a place where like you were like when I heard that I was gonna like land at the airport and then go step onto some kind of a, a weird tram. Yeah, I was like, is this gonna be one of those toy transit systems? And <laughs> right. no, Portland's no. transit's great. It's great. Of all the cities it's I've like been practically in, practically European. It really feels a little European in a way. Whereas you know, I'm sure you've been to New York more times than I have, but you you know the subway in new york city is ubiquitous it's everywhere you 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 just need to know which of the 3000 different options is the right one for that moment in time and the specific like, locations the is, that you're going to as with to. london or tokyo i mean i can't speak to this cuz i haven't i've never been to japan i've right. only ridden the london one a little bit but you know it's you don't have to know it all right you have to know where you're going yep what the expected order of operations is for getting there and ideally a fallback plan for like, okay, if I think this is not going right, how do I deal with that? Yes. I think that's the thing that stresses a lot of people out. I imagine about public transit. It's just that feeling of like, you know, my whole adult life, I've just been able to go wherever I want, when I want, as long as I can find parking. And mm. I think it's, it makes people feel a little bit uncomfortable sometimes to get used to like the flow of that. For but, sure it does. And I think, I'm you know, thinking, I'm taking you off Seattle. No, not at all. I mean, if you're, if you're the kind of person here, like here in Texas or Florida or wherever, public transportation is a, a considered sort of an option of last resort. No one, no <laughs> one would ever want to bit, use yeah. um, public transportation like here in, in Austin, for example, like it's not like it's, it's like you're some reject if you're doing it, but like no one's going to say, oh, I just get to work on the bus every day. Like that's a normal thing. It's that's less, much less common here than in a, in a bigger city with a lot of really great transportation options. So, you know, again, Portland, there's many different ways to get around the city. 
And I wasn't really sure what to expect in Seattle. I knew that we'd be able to get around without a car, uh, no problem. And we were. Uh, but I also knew, like, I didn't want to do anything that I knew. Like, if it was just be me by myself or with a buddy, like, you know, the like, oh, we took the wrong thing. We got off at the wrong. No big deal. But like when you're with your kid. <laughs> I, have a, I have a New York City story about that. All right. All right. But when you're with your kid, you're like, you kind of want to make it like easy. You want them to not stress. You don't want to stress. Yes. And so I was a little, you yeah, know. So there's always those residual feelings of like, at least for me, when the kid was little. And it's like, if you've got to get the food right, the sleep hygiene right, the diaper yeah, changes there's right, a lot all to of think that about. stuff. Well, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And you, at least if you have a mind like I do, you want to like prepare for all those options. But like, my kid is so much more flexible than I am right now. And like, just mellow about like change of plans. Like we just get texts all the time. Like, whoops, I got the wrong, I got the wrong bus. Right. I'm going to go to this place now instead. And it's like, that, that it takes time to get like that. I think. I think so too. It's a really good point. And so, you know, my kid had never done really any of this stuff. And so I was like, okay, I want it to like be easy. I want it to be good. And mm -hmm. it, it actually, Seattle's pretty good this way. I mean, there, but the, the thing that I found in Seattle that's really weird is at least to me as someone who's never been there before, it was not obvious like where to go or what to do there. It wasn't, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was confusing. It just wasn't obvious. Um, and it wasn't so like optimized for somebody who doesn't know the system. I, yeah, exactly. Signage and stuff. Yeah. But we did it. We did fine. It was fine to get around. Cause I, I luckily had, um, I had a friend, hi chase who was really helpful in hi chase, hi chase in giving me amazing advice and saying, Do I know Oh, chase. I don't know if you know, chase, chase okay. knows you, chase <laughs> knows you, but, uh, but you know, we, you know, he would say, Oh, well, if, if, you know, I'd say, well, we want to do this museum. And he's like, okay, if you go to this I museum, you know chase, I think I said, I met Chase in, hung out with Chase. in Seattle on a roof. There you go. Sorry, continue. And so Chase is like, if you, if you want to do this museum on this day, great. When you, you're going to get, you know, there's there, you can take the light rail to that. And then when you're out there, you, this is a great restaurant to stop at. You can go to this place. You can walk to this place. This thing is close by. So like having a, like a, like a local who oh, yeah. really knows he went to school at, uh, as you say, UW. UW. Mm -hmm. And he was able to give us some really great advice. And I had a few other friends who gave me some tips and things to see, but we, we did so much while we were out there. We hit like every museum, we hit everything. We walked, we, we probably walked five miles a day and it was just really great. I had a great bonding time with my son and this is really cool. It was a really cool trip. That sounds really good. It's, um, it's, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of traveling, especially as I've gotten older, but there really is something to be said for a kid getting to have the opportunity to poke around on their own or accompanied, but like, especially if they get to like go explore somewhere by themselves and they've never been like, I feel like that's, it sounds really facile, but I think having incremental steps like that over life, not as a project, mm -hmm. but just as a thing you do mm. does help kids develop a little bit more confidence and curiosity about yeah. that stuff. It's hard to be curious if you're not confident. Like if you're stressing over whether you're going to get to the, you know, uh, Victoria station, you know, bus at the right time for the transfer to make the express and like all that kind of stuff. You, yes. It's hard to like really disappear into it. <laughs> yes. But, and that's why having a Sherpa can be so nice. Thank you, Chase. Thanks, Chase. Good mm -hmm. sherpening. Sher this is sherpening. Cool uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow's <laughs> too. And, and so um, we're still like, you know, like we had, we, he and I had both gotten into this habit 
of like now we're both up late watching TV and then after <laughs> after I after I like go to the bed odd couple or something yeah he's still awake like two he's going to bed at three or four in the morning now no oh yeah. Oh, that's too late for a uh, kid that age. I know he's just a baby. He's a I was the same way. I couldn't get to sleep till twelve most nights. And so your you body know, just won't let you go to sleep. And 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 then then we went to Seattle, which is two hours behind. And so now he's now he's in bed at like six. I'm like, dude, you're gonna be up at six tomorrow morning. What are you doing? He's gonna so, have to just do the wraparound. He's just gonna have to do the. They're thing just stay up the whole. Just pop well, as much I, I Adderall I, as he needs and keep well, pushing through. It, apparently, I was reading today, it's still difficult to find Adderall. I, if you can find some, please give it to me. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't I don't know. It's hard. And, and schedule's all settled and all that stuff. Yeah, the electives, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. I mean, it's a, it's a whole engineering problem. Like, your kid trying to, like, figure out. Ugh, anyway. That's that's good. I'm glad you got in one last uh, one last uh, little travel blast there. Yeah, we uh, we got there, did the thing, came back, and um, yeah, the whole the I haven't flown a lot, you know, since the the pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe two two three times. It's worse. It really is worse. People people say you just think it's worse. I think it's definitely worse. I think it is worse. I think people. It's a weird thing because so many people. We're not traveling during the pandemic for obvious reasons. And um, now they're all traveling. So every flight is like super, super, super packed. And it's that yeah. thing where they start saying, we need seven more volunteers who are willing to check your uh, carry-on bags. And everybody, so every, exactly, that's exactly. I thought you were going to say to, to please take a later flight for $5 or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, the, the bag thing, people are just adamant about thinking that they can bring like, you know, an entire bunch of bananas and a Thompson machine gun and, and there'll be room for it. And it's like, I saw a guy, this is going to, this will, this will upset you. What I'm about uh, to say, I saw a guy just carrying his strat around no case, just holding it, just walking around with his, his strat. I'm like, how are you, well, the thing where is, are you going to put that? And wants to hear a solo. Who's going <laughs> to win? But like, where are you going to put that on the plane? <laughs> Cross my lap, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Nightmares. <laughs> We've done four already. Oh my God, no. Oh, I watched The Ocean the other night. God, that song's good. Um, the mo- you well, mean the, the movie? The uh, Zeppelin movie? Oh, well. What is The Ocean? What are you Let me go to my history. Oh, you know, this, isn't, isn't The Ocean the one? What's the one that starts out? We've done four already and now we're studying. That, yeah, two, that, the three. song. But what do you mean? You, you watched that, a video for it? Oh, or? I watched a, a live version of that. I thought maybe you were talking about that horrible, horrible Zeppelin movie uh, that, that came out. What is it? The song they call it the song remains the same. Is that the name of the movie as well? Well, that's the thing. Such a crap you, album. That where's that, the thing? That if you grew up, if you enjoy Led Zeppelin, and I, I feel like I know that you do. Yeah. If you grew up liking Led Zeppelin, and like that's like, oh, you know, midnight movie. We're gonna go see. You know, it's so weird, and it's got like the the it's strange, and it's trying to be artsy and stuff. And then the album's oh, got a violin bow. Whoa! <laughs> but then you've got. Um, <laughs> Do you have that album, How the West Was Won? Have you heard that? Yes. That's the first, like, it starts out with the, it was called L.A. Drone. Then it goes into uh, Immigrant Song. Then Heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So freaking good. Boy, that guy's a sloppy guitar player. Oh, this is the worst. He's so sloppy. I mean, sometimes He's I, the reason I, why I, I learned him. guitar. I love him. I love him, but it's the sloppiest I said this on the internet the last week when I was going through a little Led Zeppelin night. And the thing is, though, you know, if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have Ace Freely. So, 
Because I think Ace Ace copped a lot of his moves from Jimmy Page. Yeah, and I think Space I think, Ace I'm talking about here. Yeah, and I think I think Slash kind of came up in that that school too. But Slash is not sloppy at all. He's he's more creative. Yeah. Well, you know, um, a good trip, Merlin. We wrote. Sounds, we, we did the light rail. We did the uh, the monorail, which they have there, which is very pleasant. We also oh, yeah. rode. Uh, they I have a little trolley streetcar as well. It goes eight eight to twenty uh, eighteen to twenty feet. Now, John John Roderick got ele- uh, erected. My goodness, Freudian blitz everybody out of the vagina. If John Roderick <laughs> had gotten elected, there'd be more funiculars at this. Point. No, I know there would. You could go up the up the side of like a whole like a, a Seattle Swiss mountain. You but know, I, on, one on thing I noticed it really, I really noticed at this time, and I don't know if I noticed it because I'm 50 years old or if it was a thing that, you know what I'm saying? But like I've, as we said, been to many cities, grew up up north uh, until we moved to Florida, of course, but like seeing up north and my memories of that, having gone Did to- Did you New- remember living in Philadelphia pretty clearly? Very clearly. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, but even just in the many trips I've made to the Northeast, to other big cities, Boston, New York, San Francisco, LA, um, I really don't feel like I noticed this in those cities, but tell me if this is something maybe that you notice in SF or if you've noticed mm-hmm. when you've traveled. Seattle to me, in the, I'm talking about in the downtown and the neighboring areas right around downtown, it it felt very, very, very young. Everyone there seemed <laughs> to be in their mid-20s. So much younger than here. This used right? to, When I first moved here, it was a little more diverse than people like me moved here. Mm-hmm. And it, it is wild. We have, we have this big concert over the summer of this thing um, called Outside Lands. It's like a three-day concert thing here. And, like, it is cool. weird. This past weekend, it was Friday to Sunday, I think. Uh-huh. Anyway, it is weird, like, in my neighborhood to see people with, like, purple hair and short pants walking around. I'm like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> Did Ron DeSantis drop these people off here? Like, what's going on? <laughs> but, but um. I, I, I do know exactly what you mean. And it I, was very, I was like shocked at, at what I was seeing. Like, I, was I like, always just think like, how are you, how do you afford to live anywhere when you're 23? I don't know. So I have crazy. no idea. And the thing is this, for, for those listening who are younger than 50, 50 is, it, it sounds old, but when you reach it, you're like, this is actually not that old. You know, <laughs> like I can tell you I'm in better physical shape than I've ever been in. I, I feel mentally. You're also in better physical shape than I've ever been. <laughs> I if feel mentally like yeah. very, like I'm, like I'm in, I'm doing good work. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> you know, but like I felt incredibly old walking around downtown Seattle. And it was funny because when we took an Uber to get out to kind of a, a more removed area of the town that we just, there was no, and again, unlike a lot of cities where you can take like the rail or the subway or whatever to anywhere, there's huge, huge swaths of Seattle you can't get to with the public transportation unless you want to get on like a regular bus. And I'm like, I'm not going to make them ride like a 30 minute bus ride. We'll just get an Uber. It'll be a little money, whatever. Mm-hmm. So while we're driving in the Uber, the, the driver was an older guy. He was probably in his fifties. And he was saying, he's like, you know, he's like, Seattle is very young. He's like, he was talking to, to my son. He's like, there are not a lot of people that are your, my and your dad's age here. Uh, he's like, it's, it's a very, very young town. And that's when it really hit me that what I'd been seeing, he really just, you know, hit the nail on the head with it. I was like, that's really interesting. And yeah, how do you afford to live in downtown Seattle? I guess you work at Amazon or something. Yeah, I mean, this gets into just a whole whole bunch of things that is it's difficult to say any like one intelligent thing about. But I mean, in Seattle, <clears throat> I think in the Seattle area, mm-hmm. including importantly places like 
Kirkland or uh, what's the Microsoft one? Um, I forget the name. But but you know, the people who have like a lot of people who've bought houses probably bought houses somewhere that's like not inside the city. Right. I don't know what their rental stock is like there, but I bet it's a lot of people with roommates. I I honestly don't know, but I, I'm not sure if the country will survive. But you know, school starts tomorrow, and that's exciting. We got some lunches. You know. No, I I know, I know what you mean. I, I I feel like we when we went to see Barbie a few weeks ago, I was just struck by like because it's in the Mission. The our Alamo is in um <clears throat> on Mission Street. Yeah. Uh, and near just, the in and out burger. <laughs> Got a good burger there. Mm. Uh, the, the, but it's just like, there's so many people like, like, like women in sandals wearing hats walking right. around in groups, not just for Barbie, but just in general, like the woman next to me who I could glean from overhearing her that she works, she works at Microsoft, I guess here remotely. I don't know, but like, like people with like manicures and pedicures and hats like walking around Mission Street. And I'm like, what is going on? Who are these? These are those people that you see in like HBO shows who go out and have brunch. Yeah. Okay, so according to Rent Cafe, hmm. the average rent for an apartment in Seattle is $2,233 per month. It depends on various, various That's factors. That's standardized around a certain bedroom That would bathroom. be a 691-square-foot apartment, average apartment size, 691-square-feet. It says this is... A um, it doesn't say how many bedrooms this has on this website. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you begin to make a comparison like that. But like, if you if you wanted to live in the Westlake area, that would be two thousand five hundred and seven dollar average rent per month. It, there's a lot that are higher than that, but it's in yeah. Wallingford, which is near the Archie McPhee. You're going to pay about twenty two hundred bucks a month on according mm. to this website. I'm looking forward to the <clears> tweets not, and emails to tell cheap. me how wrong this is, but that is about a thousand dollars more than the average apartment in Austin, but not in downtown Austin. In downtown Austin, apartment rents can go up, up to almost 4,000 4, mm. in many cases. So, well, I mean, you know, statistics are a slippery thing and it, it's certainly, it's an area that I keep intending to learn more about, but I, I think it's interesting when you're trying to guesstimate something. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of like little tricks that people do mm -hmm. to like be able to figure things out. But like, I do think in some cases, if you're trying to say, well, like it, it's just, I don't know. It's why I'm such, such a pill whenever anybody has like a speculative mind experiment about something, whether that's John Syracuse or my nephew or whoever, I always want to know what the rules of the speculative world are. That's why I said immediately, like, well, how do you begin to compare I mean, because, like, how would you do that based on square footage? How would you even do that by bed? Well, it depends on where it is. Yeah, of course. It depends on the, the the amenities. It depends on how close it is, in our case, to somewhere like BART. All that kind of stuff. That's why sometimes I think, like, a median or a pseudo-arbitrary percentage point. Like, if, if you say, like, you know, stuff like this is the, the, the 50th percentile, like, the median, the median income or the median sorry rent for this area is this mm -hmm. but then you get to see a curve that shows you the distribution on either side of that i find that so much more useful than than some of those things we yeah, got sites like our whole like the the, the dingling newspaper here that's like all people talk about is like what restaurant clothes and how expensive houses are <laughs> it's not wholesome right, right i did see a funny i like i like even based on the tiny bit that i understand I do. I do love. I, I like jokes. Uh, I like a statistics joke. 
yesterday somebody said uh, presented this graphic <clears throat> on the internet. I'll send this to you. Um, and uh, <laughs> it says, uh, "Where's my copy link?" Link. Oh. Um, the average president slash ex president has been charged with two felonies over the course of U.S. history, and that's because ninety one of those are one person. <laughs> oh God. Isn't that kind of funny? Like you look at it and you see the 46 presidents and one of them has 91 charges. Oh my God. Anyway, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a good one. I like the but humor. It's, but Bring it's, it. Uh, you know, it's just, does anybody remember laughter? <laughs> yeah, well, listen to that song too much. So, uh, I like that. So, uh, one thing that I thought was, was interesting is that there is a, uh, there is a drive-in burger place in Seattle that my son learned about before we left. And, uh, was, he, he was insistent that we get to eat at this place. He kept talking. Do you remember how he, do you you remember or know how he heard about it? Well. Was it a a YouTube video or something? He is a 15 year old with access. Guys drive-ins and dipshits or whatever, like that that TV show. I don't know. I don't know how he found it, but, (laughs) but simply he's a 15 year old boy with access to the internet. And so the, the name of the drive-in is called Dicks. Oh, is this where they're mean to you? Uh, no, they were not mean. Uh, but. He I could think not. Be in Chicago. There's a place in Chicago where the staff is really mean to you, and it's famous. I think they're. He cool. could not resist a restaurant called Dicks. Oh, you got to go to that Thirteen Coins sometimes. <laughs> That's the place. So we went to Dicks and ate a Dicks. burger. Okay, Dicks. <laughs> we ate at Dicks. We ate at Dicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Thirteen Coins still around? There's this place, of course, Roderick. Yes, it is still around. I think, and it's open all night. You can go in and get a steak with like a white sauce all night long. A lot of rappers in there. I'll put it in notes. Dan, did did, uh, did we have? Um, I think we have a uh, we have a sponsor this week. We, we have a sponsor. Thank- and we want to say thank you. We would like to say thank you very much to Squarespace. Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. It's going to help you stand out. It's going to help you make a beautiful website, engage with your audience. It's hard to do and sell anything: your products, content you create, even your time. And that's right. That's what they're helping you manage now, not just creating a website. They're going to help you manage your time. So if you're making something, you're doing something, you're selling something, of course you can you know, accept secure payments for all of that stuff. They're going to help you ship stuff out to your customers. But maybe you've got like a buy appointment business now. You're going to be a personal trainer. You're doing consulting. You're a general contractor. You're someone doing estimates, whatever. I was thinking nails. Somebody does nails. Oh, you want to go to your nail tech. Why not? If you go to your nail tech, you can sell your tongue. Cosmology, as you say. Yes, <laughs> cosmology. They're going to let you. You can go. You can go visit with Ptolemy. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. There, you know, yeah, you can add online booking and scheduling to your Squarespace site. The clients can see your availability. They can reschedule. Uh, really handy. I I know that my uh, the lady that cuts my hair uses it to manage the, her her appointments. No way. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And uh, maybe you're, yeah. you're not even a business owner and you know someone who needs this kind of thing, the e-commerce, the custom template design, whatever it is, you get to go check out Squarespace. So here's what you do. You go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. It's your show. When mm-hmm. you just, even if you're just listening to this and you're like, I like Merlin, mm-hmm. Dan's not so bad. I'm going to help these guys out. Just go mm-hmm. to the URL, squarespace.com slash it's your show. When you're there, check it out. See what Squarespace has to offer. And when you're ready to sign up, when you're ready to launch that thing that you've been working on, you use the offer code, it's your show. And this will save you 10% off your first purchase of a website 
or a domain because you can go and register domains there too. You don't even you you're not ready to do your Why site. Why don't you go you to two places? Why don't you just go to Squarespace and do just all this? Just go stuff to Squarespace. So two places. They Here's the thing, Dan. I want to get thing? this out of the way. Get it uh, out. The thing I want to applaud about, about Squarespace that I think is neat is that if you think about the kind of websites that I would make for people when I was a person who made websites for people, there's a famous phrase. I should, uh, I will, you know what? TV 50% quote. I got to find who said this, but somebody once said um, something along the lines of, you know, t- t- buying commercials on TV feels like a waste of money. I always feel like I'm wasting half of my budget. And I never know which half, you know, that kind of feeling. Yeah. We're like, if you paid me to make you a website, well, like I could basically make you a flyer for the web all the stuff about conducting your business Mm -hmm. you're still all on your own for all your own for so like i use this as something i don't use this to run my business i just it's not the way that things went for me but i love that i don't have to think about that stuff but here if you do it'll help you with the email stuff it'll help you with the posting to social media Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. obviously it's going to help you with we say shopping or store but really the fulfillment stuff that's such a pain in the butt to deal with um I think it's neat that they've given you something that like, if you're ready to have a thing that you make, you can use this to help run your business. It's not just a flyer. They can have that. They can have that. They can run with that. That's theirs. Yeah. It's not just a flyer. Okay. It's not you, just a flyer.com. Like you tear off free guitar lessons and you tear off the thing. I'm talking here about, you know, nail cosmology. Right. Sure. Or what have you. Well, so they got to go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. It's, it's your, your show is the promo code, the offer code, as you say, to use mm-hmm. to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's all we got. So go check it out. Get a free trial. And thanks very much to Squarespace for supporting 5 by 5 and Back to Work with Merlin Mann. Thank you, Squarespace. Buck, buck. I think <clears> the <throat> quote you were looking for was uh, was uh, the 50% thing. Is, isn't that uh, uh, Jean-Paul uh, Sartre? Who... <laughs> He said, hell is other people. Oh. I don't know if he said anything. I'll find it. I'll find, find it. Find it out. 50% of. Yeah. It's, uh, American's yeah. But you don't know which 50. Like Cheetos or whatever it was. Oh, you're talking about that kind? I, I yeah. don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's like 50% chance of rain. Does that mean there's a 50% chance of not rain? Now, see, a lot of people don't understand weather forecasts. I'm not casting an aspersion. I'm just stating a fact. I'm going to say, I won't, I won't call the person out, but okay. I'm going to say a member of my family, hmm. when they would see something, they would say, you know, rain, 10%. To them, their interpretation was that means it will rain over 10% of the area that day. 10% well, of the area I, will I don't receive think rain. That that, I, I understand why. I don't completely understand. I know it's not precisely that. I think that, again, it's like with your rent thing where it's like, well, if I, my understanding of a weather forecast is the most important part of it is over this much area. Mm. So if you say the weather for this for the roughly 49 square miles of the city of San Francisco, roughly, there's an X percent chance of it raining somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. Isn't that it? I think so. Oh. You can't so. change it. Everybody talks about the weather, but nobody spends the coldest summer there. Um, so now I will say, anything. you know, we're yes. on, we had this long four-hour-ish flight. So we had a lot of movies to watch. You oh, know. that's right. You're east. Ooh. Yeah, coming <laughs> coming from uh, Austin, uh, you you get the long long flight out to the you know upper left hand section of the U.S. And yep. so, um, it, it, we had we had a lot of things. So there were I I'm like, hey, what do you want to watch? You know. So one of the things we watched, and this was the third or fourth time I've watched it complete, mm-hmm. Blackberry <laughs> again. 
<laughs> oh, I love that movie. It's so good. It's so good. It's really good. The performances are so fun. So fun. Is the guy Doug? Is that the guy I like? Yes, Doug? yes. Doug. Uh, great movie. That's a good movie, huh? Um, but then we also watched uh, on a, on a as you would say on a lark. Yeah, we watched the Flash. Mm. And mm. it it was very. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that that the actor in that has had some problems and been in the news and media and things yeah. for yeah. those problems. Yeah, so it's that had a rough couple of years. That aside. Um, the movie itself was very weird. It was a very weird movie. And I understand why a lot of people said it was terrible. I understand why some people liked it. But what I thought was really interesting was the way that they handled this sort of concept of the, the multiverse (laughs) in a very different way of the way that Marvel up until what I'm hearing about Deadpool three seems to be doing, um, it was a very interesting thing. And I think, I think in some ways they kind of got that right, but have you seen it? What was your take on it? If you have, no, I haven't. I still think it's worth you seeing. I mean, if, if I'm not, this, this is a, a, an admittedly a trap and a trick question, but like if if I'm not super bought into DC universe stuff and just want a fun movie, is it still good to watch? Yeah, I actually think it, it it would be the you know I'm not really going to spoil anything. Not that there's much that could be spoiled anyway. Mm. But one of the things that was kind of odd about it is that the 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 character of the Flash uh, is very. He seems incredibly, incredibly incompetent. And there was one scene in the beginning where if you've seen any of the um, Sony X-Men movies that have Quicksilver doing his fast moving, saving people routine. Oh, and that's the Evan Rachel, Michael Peters guy uh, from all the uh, Ryan Murphy shows. Yes. I love that. Uh, He is one of my all time favorite actors. I I think he's amazing. He played Jeffrey Dahmer in the Netflix uh, movie. He's yeah. an incredible, I feel like he's one of the most underrated actors out there. I think he's amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, while you're doing that, I'm going to also find an interview uh, that I highly recommend. Okay, cool. With, I would love to see One of those like GQ. Like, yes, yes, yes. I, lo- I love Pedro him. Pascal. It's so good. I think he's great. So he plays Quicksilver and the way that they handle his character is that he's, so for, for people who are not into the comic thing, Quicksilver. Sorry, both, just to be clear, you're talking about the, the, the Evan. Evan Michael. Peters, uh, Evan Peters Johnson. Yeah. He he plays uh, Quicksilver in that, and that's also just so we know it's a, it's a relic from that period where the IP was very confused about yeah. who could make a movie about what. <laughs> right. Just go figure out like what somebody's allowed to say about Wanda Maximoff because it's really confusing. Yeah. Is she a mutant? Is she an X Men? Is she a is she Scarlet Witch? Like all those things. Right. Ditto here. Are they Magneto's kids? And right. Right, and so you're saying the way they treated his character in that was, I believe, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past, and their other one before it or after it, where I just remember that amazing scene in like the the kitchen thing where they yes. So there's the kitchen scene where he's breaking Magneto out of uh, this special glass prison plastic, and and then in the next movie there's another sequence like this where he is saving people from the Xavier School in very creative ways. And all of this happens. He oh, right. Is, he does kind of a nightcrawler thing, right? 
he, doesn't he do kind of like, is, is this the one where he's saving all the kids? Yes. Throwing yeah, them yeah, around yeah. and fun ways of, of, you know, so it's, it's what, what you're seeing is somebody who is as a, I'm describing the character, the character of Quicksilver knows what his powers are, knows exactly how to use them, knows how to save all of these people and is having a great time doing it. And That's these the goggles, I love the goggles. The goggles, these two scenes absolutely steal the entire movie. They're the best parts of the movie. Technically and story-wise. Absolutely. Really and, and acting. Mm-hmm. And um, th- this, now the Flash, for those who don't know, is DC's version of the same character, basically. But it, the difference, if you want to get all, I, I really, I personally really enjoyed the TV show with. Uh, yeah, it was a name? great show. Yeah, for people who also Cisco love that Cisco. Yeah, Cisco. For people who don't know, the in Quicksilver is a in the Marvel continuity. He is a mutant. He was born with. He was Magneto's son. He was born with this power to run and move very, very, very quickly. This power was later augmented, so he could go even faster. But. That's his power. He he runs and moves very, very fast. In the DC universe, Flash has access to something called the Speed Force, which is one of these major forces. Yeah. And it, it's not simply- and He enters it. He enters it. It's yeah, not- That was the greatest, greatest moment in the history of films. <laughs> it's not so much that he he can run fast. It's that he has access to this- sort of alternate dimension of speed where he can run well, maybe and maybe a little bit like the way the green lantern has yeah green yeah. lantern like yeah. there's something that augments what their special gift is by giving them access to something that's right cosmic or whatever so he he has this oh cool I, i'll put this in the show notes so yeah, he okay. has the ability to not just move fast but he's he can actually go so fast that he can like stop time and move yeah. backwards through time and change the past and that's sort of the premise for this whole movie but at no time when he's doing this, does he seem even slightly competent at doing any of the things no, that he's fun. doing? And what was the terrible one? Um, is, is he in Justice League where he goes to the coffee shop? Is yes. that him? I thought that was handled in a fun way. That movie's not good. No. If you guys like it, more power to you. But boy, no Watchmen. But anyway, he. Um, but th- that was treated in a fun way because it was kind of a mix them up and you got all these crazy competent people and you mm-hmm. can see Gal Gadot running in slow motion. Mm-hmm whatever. But yeah, it was fun there. But like, uh, do you want a whole movie with yeah, like a- where he seems like he doesn't know what he's doing? It's he's messing everything up. And, yeah, and yeah. I, I, so I said this to my son, he's like, yeah, well, that's kind of the point of the character. That's kind of the way the character hmm. is, is portrayed. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But <clears throat> like it, it was, it, it makes it a lot less fun. Like it's not fun to see someone who's like master of everything at all moments, all the time. Everything's easy. That's kind of what happened with Superman over yeah, the years. Overpowered, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like it's, He's so incompetent that it's, after a while, you're like, he's just annoying now. It's just annoying. Anyway, that's my review of The Flash. <laughs> and theaters now. Yeah. Um, did you, uh, we, um, forgive me if we talked about this. Did you, Have you seen the 20, there's two movies. There's a movie called Suicide Squad. There's a movie called The Suicide Squad. I have not seen either. Um, see, uh, now any other friend of mine who had a kid, I would say you should watch it before you show it to them. But. Knowing what you what you've done to your poor son's head, <laughs> the 2021 James Gunn movie, The Suicide Squad, is something you. It's on. It's on HBO, and it's something you really. This need, is the. I've seen clips of this. This is you just got just go go straight into Margot it. Margot Robbie, uh, yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's got them all. It's got Michael Rooker. It's yeah. got Sean Gunn. It's got Idris Elba. Don't read any more about it. Just go. Just see it. John Cena's 
amazing in it. All right. And that's what led to the amazing TV show Peacemaker. But uh, what is the Suicide Squad? Not the one with nothing. I haven't seen the one with Jared Leto, but like, no. But this one also does have Margot Robbie. Of course, she's great in it. Um, I would say I feel very just knowing you, you know I'm giving this to you as a Marvel fan mm-hmm. that if you do because this is really this is not a Zack Snyder movie it's really funny and now really, wait there's really, so wait there's one called Suicide Squad yep. 2016 and one called yes. The Suicide Squad 2021 and it has the same people in it no it has Margot I mean, Robbie I, seems to be in both of them she is. But like Will Smith is not in the other one. Okay. Um, like, you know, it's just Is it the no, same it, continuity? I don't think so. I don't They I just don't. remade the same movie? <sighs> I mean, it's got a similar name. It has the same name. But it's James Gunn. Okay. James Gunn Fun. That's why they named him that. Sure. Um, and John Cena is improbably good in it. And then if you do like the Suicide Squad. I will again renew my suggestion that you check out the HBO series uh, uh, Peacemaker, okay. which is about the John Cena character. Okay. Killer Croc. Um, it's fine. But like, you know, I don't know about you, but like the first time when Guardians of the Galaxy started, I didn't know James Gunn from a hole in the ground. I, when I first saw just that opening the, the with his mom in Guardians of the Galaxy and then him listening to the Walkman and kicking the little critters around. and Yeah. It's just that movie was such a breath of fresh air. It was. It really me. was. It was. And, and that same spirit, if you enjoyed the way you felt when you saw Guardians of the Galaxy, I really recommend The Suicide Squad. It is gruesome. Like, Do we need to watch Suicide y'all. Squad before The Suicide Squad? No. Okay. That movie doesn't. Just take a, take a Sharpie and cross that off your screen. Right suicide now. Squad. Not, not. Doesn't exist. Hi. Okay. Doesn't exist. Got it. Um, Got a lot of good people in it. And, and, then, and then if you do that homework, we can talk more about uh, some interesting decisions. that we made. All right, I will. I will do You don't talk about when I say Michael Rooker. I'm talking about Merle from The Walking Dead. Let's talk about something important. He's the guy that's in all the James Gunn movies. He's Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. He's Yondu in uh, The Blue Guy with the, with the dart in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He's Merle in uh, Walking Dead. Henry Portrait oh, yeah. of a Serial mm-hmm, Killer. Mm-hmm. Michael Rooker. Oh, you're, you're tweeting about Nurse Chapel now. Did you see her? Have you watched that show? I love that show. Holy God. Just, I love that show. And I, listen, don't, don't, don't say a thing to me about this because I, I will not respond to what people... Here's the thing. I kept hearing, my kid really likes the cartoon one with the kid from Boys. Lower Decks. Yes. Which I keep confusing Huey's with. in that. What? Huey from the Boys. Wait, wait, who's that? Huey from the Boys. Wait. So, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Jack Quaid. Yeah. Hey, hey, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. And now you know that in the comic, he actually looked like Simon Pegg. Did you know that? Oh. And that's why they hired Simon Pegg. For that's Pegg. so funny. Yeah. I did not. Um, but anyway, yeah, Jack Quaid, um, son of uh, the good Quaid and Meg Ryan. And um, Randy, 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 George Wallace. Mm. What's the good Quaid? Rand, no. Who's the one in Breaking Away? What's his name? Dustin. Dustin Quaid. What's his father's oh. name? Dennis. Dennis Quaid. <laughs> yeah, Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Quaid is Jack Quaid's father. Right. So, so, Jesus, I'm tired. Um, I'd heard there was a crossover thing where live action, uh, below decks, under decks, after decks, people were on this show. And then I heard there's another one that's like a musical. And I asked around a little bit. Didn't ask John Syracuse for a variety of reasons. I said, look, 
you know, I still haven't finished watching the first season of Picard. I'm not ready to like go start another goddamn Star Trek. I was like, if I'm not, and this is so important, this, de- this dependent clause, if I'm not invested in this as a universe show with a big arcing story, like, can I just jump in on season two? And a couple people were like, yeah, you don't care. You don't care. I was like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. So I started watching S2E1 the other night. Mm. Oh my God, I love this show. And I love I love Nurse Chapel. I love uh, Doctor What's his name the 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 cool black guy who fights and 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 cures. Mbanga. I love everybody Mbanga. in this. You know who I love? And I he love was this. in the these are all people from the original series too. It's great. Which original series? The original series, Star Trek TOS. Oh, the characters. Yes. I don't remember. Is it Mbanga? Yeah, he was in it. He was in TOS. Yes, he was. Two episodes. I don't remember him. Two episodes. At all. Of course I remember Nurse Chapel. Is she the one who had a haircut like a basket? Yeah, of course they all yes. did. Yes. I think it was Nurse Chapel. Or Nurse the other Chapel one. had a little in in the in TOS, she had a little kind of crush on Spock too. Huh? Well, I'm telling you, man, and the kid who plays Spock in this? Jiminy Christmas. Yeah, what I'm only so on episode two. They're really oh my long God, episodes. It gets so good. It gets I, so you good. You're selling past the clothes. And I don't even know. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that feels, and I am not a I mean, I enjoy Star Trek a lot. I enjoyed Star Trek more when my kid got into Star Trek. That's what made me start watching a lot mm, of stuff more. Mm-hmm. But my kid loves the, um, the you know, the Kelvin universe ones. Mm-hmm. And I always cry at the beginning of the first one. Yeah. When Thor's on the, I mean, I always cry. And cry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ugh, I'm um, not, not a Kelvin fan. Tiberius. Yeah. And then and they put down put down sabotage, you know. Uh-huh. Anyways, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's all fine. It's got that guy. It's got that guy that was on Heroes. Zachary Quinto, he's mm. great. He's a good Spock. They put I thought he was a good Spock. I saw up. him. I I was in. I was at a. Um, I was at a Comic Con one year, maybe in Dallas. I was standing outside at night, waiting in line to get a hot dog, mm. and he came walking, walking right by, carrying a, a Walgreens bag. Highly logical. And I was like, "There he is, hey, right there." It's that guy from the thing. What do you win? What do you win? Siler. Um, Siler. Oh yeah, and you've got the you got the Save the Cheerleader. That was a good show. Um. What was my point? My point is that we were talking about what we're we talking about. Let's talk about something important. No, no, hang on. We can do this. And we need just a little bit of a tracer here. Um, I'm just, I keep looking at this same thing. What was I just talking about? Uh, oh, damn it. Come on. You better help me. Here. I'm gone. No, it's gone. My son always <sighs> says that I do this. He'll be like, Dad, like he, he has, you know, he's an ADD, so he'll interrupt me periodically. I'll be, you know, on, on some monologue. <laughs> this must be a really nice break for you. And, <laughs> and he'll, he'll, I'll be talking and he'll say, oh, uh, what was that thing you said the other day? And I'll be like, oh, I, I forgot. And he'll be like, okay, continue. I'm like, continue what? Okay, okay, he's like, okay, you were well, saying something. I'm like, it's gone, dude. That's uh, gone. Okay, here's the thing. I'm going to talk. There's, <laughs> there's, there's two. I'm not, everything is. There's is always not, two things with you. That's true. But the thing is, everything is not everything. We need to stop acting like everything is everything. Okay. Everything is not everything. Things are different things. But like, let's just say for the sake of argument, one thing, let's say there's two well-known space opera franchise platforms mm-hmm. that start with Star. Mm. And like my kid and I, do you know about 4K77? Somebody did a 4K of a 1977 print of the movie and cleaned it up. Mm. Like I've got all these fan edits. So this morning we were watching 4K77 which is a very, if you're going to watch a Star Wars fan edit, it's a really good one. Uh, and so I've been, you know, think about Star Wars, what, you know, what gets me excited about the Star Wars stuff. And, you know, I was 10 when it came out. Right. It was indelible. But one thing that frustrates, it strikes me, a thing that frustrates a quote unquote lot of people, I'm not sure 
how consequential a lot of these things are. But like people get so mad. People love the Ryan Johnson one. People hate the Ryan Johnson one. People don't like CGI Peter Cushing. People like, but like the same thing that afflicts Marvel afflicts Star Wars in mm. some ways, which is like, you're like a little bit of fan service is fine. It's great. But C-3PO does not have to be in everything. This is why I've come, not come around to, this is why I think Rogue One is one of the great ones. Rogue One and or, like these shows, are, those these things are so good. Yeah. Because if there is anything, it's not fan service to like some character appearing all the time. It's more fan, fan if it is fan service, it's like getting you excited about why you loved this universe mm. in the first place. Mm -hmm. As opposed to just going like, oh, you know, here we've turned Princess Leia into a kite and she lives outside the ship now or whatever. <laughs> like I, I don't have a super strong feeling about that. That's not my favorite. <clears throat> but right. let me tell, let me just say this. I know just enough about Star Trek to be dangerous. And what I even what I can perceive as fun Easter eggs in this show mm -hmm. I have not watched from the beginning is so satisfying. Mm -hmm. I mean starting with Captain Pike mm -hmm. and the fact that my wife and I were both both traumatized by him being in that BB chair when we were kids. You know, that was very trying. And you're like, and this is the same guy who gets, yeah, of course I remember that one. That's he's the how guy, they, he's the guy who gets Kirk in and the, the thing. And like, but so again, I'm only up to the second one where that really cool woman who was gone is back. And mm -hmm. there's a little, like a little time oopsie mm -hmm. and she meets Kirk mm -hmm. and it's like, oh man, if you're going to do it, do it like this. Yeah. Don't lean on it. Don't be cute about it. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. If you're going to do like a Kobayashi Maru, have fun with it. Have him eat an apple and stuff. You know, Great always series. eats an apple. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to leave now. Okay. Can I suggest that you watch The Suicide Squad, the 2021 movie? I, I will be watching it, potentially right. even this evening. What else have I written down? I've written down the word bird. I think there I was talking about bird by bird. I've written down the I've liquor. got a couple titles to reveal to JFK, you JFK, JF, we'll, we'll do them on air. For, for, okay, I've got Bird people. by Bird West. I'm not the JFK head. I need a JFK bust. <laughs> Will it be like the one on the car in Animal House? Remember they put a <laughs> yeah, bust just of JFK like that. That's exactly. on the Death Mobile? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, 50% TV quote. Oh, I had one more quick thing, which is that one time I flew to New York for a work thing and... I made it all the way to New York, to whichever one's in Queens, whichever airport that is, I think. And I got on a train and um, I really thought I'd nailed it. And I was so proud of myself. And I was like, oh, I'm like 30 minutes away from being settled into my, my closet-sized $500 a night room. And then I, I realized, wow, this thing's really not making a lot of stops. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's because A, now this is the small, there's, there's a small problem and a big problem. The small problem was that it was 630 mm -hmm. and I was on an express train. Oh. Now, the deeper problem, if you really think about it, is it was going in the wrong direction. Oh, God. It wasn't going toward Manhattan. It was going toward Amityville. Mm. And it was an express. Oh, <laughs> so, no. like, I couldn't even change no, nothing, trains nothing. for, like, 20 minutes. You're I didn't even get to see the You're horror. locked in with the excruciating the pain of knowing I the know, mistake that you've made. every morning. I look at my <laughs> clock. There's a red closet in my basement. Oh, my God. I assume my kid did it. Uh, Suicide Squad quote. And did you have, oh, wait, we got titles. Hello, Dan. Are there right. any titles for this episode? Uh, potentially Bird by Bird West, A Gentleman's Malt Liquor, Oof. and Like a Spider-Man. Those are my top For the very first time. I think I kind of like malt liquor. What do you like? Well, I like that one, Gentleman's Malt Liquor. That's the Is winner. that too on the nose since we're doing the image? I don't care. I don't care either. 
I try to like, I try to mix it up, but I, I think I'm fine with that. Gentleman's malt liquor. Is that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, what are you go. having? I'm having iced tea. What are you drinking? Uh, this is a, a, a Waterloo energy drinks where like? the vampires hang out. Cherry limeade. Waterloo where the vampires hang out. <laughs> is, is that a special tie-in? That is a quote from Blackberry, Manhattan. which is a oh a, right. man, or a kind of an out of universe mention of a viral video. Why would you want a phone without a keyboard? Who would want that? It's that click. It's that, it, but this is why, clay. and that's why my favorite. I've watched it three times. My favorite line in the movie is, "It's a screen." Wait, no, wait. It's a screen on a keyboard on a screen. <laughs> yeah, is that the line? Yeah, I think. And so. And it's got to have the click. Yeah, that must be a fun team to be on. Okay, Tiger, um, you're gonna watch Suicide Squad. Um, yep. I'm going to print out some more of these precious boys, but I think we're I think we're back in black. All righty, we are here. We're here if to I stay. If I forgot anything else, you'll tell me, right? I will promise. I promise <clears> I will. <throat> Promises you can't keep. Okay, um, <laughs> let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin Man. <laughs>